Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. Um, um, I mean, my name's Leela Rios. I'm, ba- I'm based in uh, Central California, Fresno to be exact. Um, I have nothing but rock riders at the moment. Um, I started off with, uh, with one, my main guy, uh, he's now, uh, I think he's just turned five years old recently, um, probably in May. And, uh, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty new to the whole working dog thing, the whole, all that stuff. Always liked growing up, always liked, uh, seeing canines you know they're police dogs stuff of that sort i was always infatuated with it um and then i here comes my dog and i unintentionally taught him to have prey drive and all that stuff that kind of came with him naturally i just kind of enforced it without even knowing uh i was doing it right mm-hmm. <laughs> later on came uh came the interest came the videos um Started watching more and more videos and other people, you know, seeing how they work their dogs, seeing how little by little, you know, and in, um, introducing bite work or trying to um, trying to see if the dog could track. And, you know, I never, never really knew um, what I was doing, to be honest. But, mm-hmm. you know, kind of never really I, I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. Right. <laughs> um, but pretty much it it just kind of happened. I got the one dog that could do a lot more than any dog I've had before. And I just went off that and just started seeing what I could do as well. And kind of he, he taught me how to, you know, how to teach a dog things. And that's, that's kind of how it started off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, usually it's um, people are getting too used to the Pugweilers, I call them. Uh-huh. They're getting to use to the short nose, um, the fatter, the better, you know, all this, uh, it's, I don't know, the bug eye and things, they're just, most of the people that see my dogs when, you know, you can actually see, uh, when you can actually see their tuck and you don't actually see fat, you don't see them even, they're actually lean, they're not pet weight, I guess you could say. Right. And, uh. It's pretty funny. A lot of people usually you can like look at me funny, and um, people that I've grown up with, Roddy's stuff like that, or you know, they think that they remember them a certain way if they're in, you know, if they're early twenties, stuff of that sort. They'll just kind of look at me all funny. Um, but when it comes around to people that have had these dogs and they, you know, they didn't fall into the whole fad of, oh hey, the shorter the muzzle, the better, or the fatter the dog the better then those are the few people that will actually you know they'll actually acknowledge that hey you're actually kind of taking care of your dog you're keeping up a good good structure pretty functional it's um mainly show mainly the show people that are 
better on the uh on the negative end there uh-huh. they're uh are usually the first to um actually get blocked from a lot of pages um i i kind of go and i'll try to I'll, I'll ask a serious question why why the short muzzles can the dog work can the dog do anything can it actually you know can i actually go out there and range out can it run for a good amount uh amount of time you know mm-hmm. is it actually can it do anything other than stand there is it actually going to defend your house you know it's uh yeah i kind of i kind of already know that they're not their answer is going to be a no there's a lot of washed out dogs out there now especially with the roddies um they were a lot different when I was growing up. Granted, I'm only I'm only 23, mm-hmm. but granted, even even uh, growing up, man, I had a few relatives that had Roddies, and that actually, dude, I I was scared of those dogs. Mm-hmm. They sure they were they were fine with me. I was a kid, and, you know they were excellent with kids. But man, if it anyone came up to the house anything of that sort they were they were no joking around dogs they were they were all business and that's just that's something that i think as a kid really kind of made its way into my head and just kind of stuck there um but yeah that's uh they're definitely way different dogs now you see them now a lot more often in social settings with other dogs and go up to a house and maybe there maybe there's a Ronnie outside but it's it's not doing anything it's just looking at you just wants attention <laughs> and that's that's definitely not what the dog was intended for and that's that's kind of what I want to what I want to bring back with my line but uh but yeah so um back to the you know to the first the first Ronnie I got as as an adult and my own dog um I kind of I just it was random really I He's literally what they call a Craigslist dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I saw an ad. I was like, you know what? I was like, today I'm getting a dog. I saw an ad. They were still taking deposits. I called them up. Uh, they're based in Corsco, which is kind of in the foothills for me. Um, and uh, they, you know, I called them up. They had one male left. The rest were females. I was like, all right, I'm going to go put a deposit down. I want a male. I go up. Didn't have any to pick from, didn't wait for him to pick me. I saw him. I was like, all right. Like, he'll do. He's like, he'll definitely do. And yeah, a few weeks later, brought him home, car right back. That dog never got car sick, even as a pup. And he was pretty, uh, he was pretty well, um, desensitized to things. Uh-huh. Which was weird. Like, now that, you know, now thinking back, now knowing the difference of a dog that's, you know, confident or not confident. Like, right away, that dog kind of just took to anything, anything new. And this was even before I knew how to acclimate dogs to things, if need be, and stuff of that sort. And I kind of just really lucked out with this one. Even when he was really young, his grip was ridiculous. (laughs) Way before I knew that that was a good thing, so. Right. Yeah, I just really lucked out with them, honestly. Uh, I've never been one for paperwork yeah. and stuff of that sort. Because I, I used to, like I said, my mom used to raise little dogs. Uh-huh. So I grew up seeing all the shit that you can do 
to manipulate paperwork, to manipulate even even when they say, all right, AKC is the highest, whatever, you know, they require DNA tests on the studs every so often breedings and stuff of that sort. Even that, you just, there's so many ways around that that I, I saw people do. Right. The dog was long gone. Then it wasn't even artificial insemination, none of that stuff. It was just actual, some other dog got the dog and they sent in a DNA test that they had stored. Right. That of a dog that was wasn't even around. They had not stored anything from him, and he was just long gone. Yeah. And they, yeah. There's just there's all kinds of ways to just go around all that. It's rare to find people who are actually, you know, they have you know, like they're they have a code of ethics. I guess they actually do things how they're supposed to the right way. Yeah. It's 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 really hard. There's. There's just a bunch of stuff going on right now in the show world that's just ridiculous. I've had the I've had the luck to go down to SoCal and um, and see uh, uh, TaylorMade. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of them, uh, TaylorMade Working Dogs. They, mm-hmm. I've I've gotten the chance to actually go and you know see them, see them train, see them. Uh, you know some of the people that go to uh, go to them. I I actually know two other two other gals that are in so are down SoCal. And uh, they also have Roddy's. Okay. By the way, yeah, they're they're one of those few people in the in the dog community that are, you know, they actually want healthy dogs. They mm-hmm. enforce it as much, way more than I do. Honestly, they're they're man. If you saw if you saw some of the conversations, you'd see they're just like anything feeding wise stuff of that sort like they're exact to the t and i'm just like damn I'm like i'm just trying to figure out where to get the cheapest uh raw meat <laughs> yeah, right. you know it's like but then again you know they uh one of them she uh she has the one the one male right now and uh she's actually she's actually gonna get another another male pup um pretty soon here actually i think right now they're four weeks old and she's actually getting them from an actual working working bodies like true to the name registered they passed the basic um the bha um actually well the dam of that pup and uh uh it's uh i'm not, I'm not sure if i'm pronouncing it right but it's von bozen blick rottweilers uh-huh. um probably not pronouncing that right but yeah yeah, she's definitely she's definitely very very strict with what she breeds and stuff of that sort she's a lot more to the t she's one of those few people that actually have registered dogs and i can actually say all right like i i would spend the money on a dog you know on one of her dogs and you know no problem at all i have I would have no doubt in the dog and mm-hmm. what she says, stuff of that sort. Because she, by what I've seen, I've never met her personally, not not the breeder, but she's definitely doing it right, though. Like, how, the way it was supposed to be from the get-go. Right. But, but yeah, there's a, I've had the, I've had the luck to actually see the dogs down there, tailor-made and, um, uh, both of the, both of these guys that are in SoCal, they you know they both take their Roddies there and actually do protection work. And one of them is she has a 
she has he i believe is about to turn a year or he just turned a year and uh his dog's name is samson and for a pup he is huge he he is very um what they call typey good head to muzzle ratio good body on him he definitely has a weight behind him (laughs) and uh and he's definitely he they're i think they're trying to work him up to um to get a title and yeah so they're actually yeah like i said they're they're actually really focused and actually working the dog and not just you know oh i want a roddy and that's it you know they're not they're not following the fad or the hype and that's what that's what actually brought the three of us together i guess you could say the fact that we actually appreciated that the fact that we have you know pretty good dogs and then later on it's like hey these are the only people i associate with in the roddy world so far so but literally anyone can look at history of dogs and just look at what they were mm-hmm. you know and what people were focused on and keeping it a certain way and all that stuff and that's kind of that's that's kind of what i go off of with my guys to be honest um I've never been one to follow what, you know, like, oh, hey, now all of a sudden there's a, a, res- a recessive gene showing up in the Roddy's for long hair. And people keep breeding those instead of, you know, cutting it out of the line, you know, completely. Um, they, you have your, you have your chocolate and tan or your reds, whatever you want to call them. And again, that's, you know, we shouldn't focus too much on color, but most of the time those dogs aren't really doing much. They kind of just, they they look pretty. Right. And that's about it. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's another factor that should be, you know, it should definitely be cut out of the program of wherever that dog is, you know? Right. Um, that's actually, I actually got rid of, uh, or I didn't get rid of, but I mean, I placed her with a, with an old guy, um, a senior, he just wanted a companion dog. Um, it's actually sibling to one of my, one of my keepers here. Um, the only male out of my two litters with my pair made his way back to me for being too much dog to handle. Um, you know, they didn't really know what they were... I mean, they knew what they were getting into, but they didn't commit to the dog. Right. So I ended up I ended up buying them back. Um, they didn't just give them back. They are like, no, nah, we want our money back. I was like, well, I mean, I want the dog. So regardless, I'd, I'd rather get the dog back than, you know, and him end up somewhere where more than likely he would have ended up eventually at the pound and put down for being dog aggressive or people aggressive when it took me less than a week to correct anything that was kind of meh. Uh, like he, he was a big puller and they didn't, they didn't like that. He jumped, he jumped on people. He was, a uh, he was, a uh, basically a real alpha mm-hmm. of the family in that scenario. He got here within two three days he wasn't jumping he learned his place um you know there was no there was no issue with that and now he's i'm i'm glad i got him back because he has the grip that his dad has as far as when it comes to bite work um 
he definitely has that natural civil aggression um you know and that's uh that's something that his sister that i had kept from that litter from the very beginning she didn't have that natural aggression um or that willingness to even defend the house or even give any kind of alert bark at all it was um she was a weird one so um I kind of, I just kind of got it fixed and I was like, all right, well, let me, at least she's very well trained, well mannered, she's calm. I taught her basic obedience. So I basically set, you know, I set the guy up with a free trained dog. That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so now, you know, now she's over there hanging out, living her best life and just, you know, and now I got this guy that I'm glad that I brought back in and, um, and hopefully it doesn't work out that way with uh, this other pup that I'm keeping from this recent litter. Um, it's definitely, she's already very different and already has that natural aloofness of strangers, which mm-hmm. it's definitely a plus here. But, um, but yeah, you know, you have to, if you have a belief, you know, if you're going for a certain standard of, um, you know, in your dogs, especially if you're trying to get, a dog to what you say is, you know, back to its original, back to how protective they were and all that stuff. You got to be willing, you know, to cut back on a dog or two. You have to be willing to go through the time. She was a year when I placed her. So a whole year, you know, it could have been put into a good dog, but, you know, it is it is what it is. And I realized so far it's not going to be my first time. I already know it. And, uh, you know, it's just that's something that people aren't willing to sacrifice as far as bringing a line to what they want it to. I I have no problem giving away a dog or two if, you know, if I have to at the end of it. Yeah. I have one uh, from this last letter. She's about five months and she's not a keeper. Um, she's not she's not going to be part of the breeding program unless at some point she kind of does some freakish attitude change but um yeah she's she's still hanging out you know i whoever asks for her wants to breed her or does or you know they they want something they they have a ridiculous expectation mm-hmm. and i'm just out front with them and i'll tell them no like she's a pet she could be a guard dog at some point you know when she matures possibly but there's there's no guarantee with her and uh yeah, she's. I'm just kind of hang, hanging on to her until someone actually just wants a pet, mm-hmm. you know. But even at that, I'm not, you know, I, I still don't want a, you know, like I'm, with her, it's just money kind of going into it, going into it. But I mean, that's fine. That she's healthy, she's she's hanging out, you know, and eventually she's going to make someone happy whenever. So that, you know the right person comes along for her, but even at that, I'm not gonna. I'm not even charging for her anymore. But I'm just waiting for the right person. To actually, all right, like you're responsible enough for her. But definitely, um, I definitely know what you're talking about. Though there's a lot of people out there that I've seen in you know in my age group or around it, and they just yeah, they still want to charge an arm and a leg for a dog that they know they don't want or they'll just kind of get rid of the dog and kind of just go drop it off somewhere and best of luck to you 
you know, and it's just, I mean, a dog's a dog at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, it's good. There, there's no, there's nothing else that's really that loyal for a companion that could, you know, like I said, could at one point make somebody really happy. Then, you know, then that, it always, it always makes me feel good whenever people that I've given dogs to or sold dogs to, stuff of that sort, it always, uh, it's always a good feeling when they come back and they say, oh, hey, like, this is the best dog I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, like, that's good. You know, they, you know, a lot of them, uh, actually, there's three that I wish I would have hang on to if I, if I had known right. how they were going to turn out. But, you know, they're, they're making their families happy. They're, they're definitely protecting them how a Roddy should. And, you know, that's, it, it just, it's just always a good feeling, you know. Hearing, hearing the new families or the new owners just come back to you and be like, hey, this is a great dog. You know, no health issues, stuff of that sort. And it's like, that's that's the goal right there. So if you're going to keep a pup out of your litter, what what are you looking for? And what what are you wanting as far as like even the structure to temperament, etc.? Honestly, um, a confident dog goes a long way. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's basically one of the main components, especially as a, if I'm looking at a puppy, really. Um, like this, uh, this last one, she was, she was not the most, I, I call them bitey. You know, she wasn't the one that hung on the most to things and stuff of that sort. Um, the, she definitely had a, like, three, three of her sisters were definitely a lot more, um, they had a lot more grip for their age and that that drive was definitely there in a couple of them but i it's it's um it's the drive um you know if they have at least some interest in it if their confidence over you know overtakes it you know stuff of that sort of but mainly mainly it'd have to be a really confident dog um, and i mean you you could tell really you could definitely tell from a young age which one's going to be, you know, which one's going to be a little more sensitive to things, which one kind of, at least me starting off since, you know, I haven't really solidified the whole, you know, a really solid, solid dogs. And, you know, they're, you're going to have your hit and misses. And that's, that's why I'm trying to, you know, avoid the misses and, go for the solid like uh nerves stuff of that sort i'll do my little test here and there um while they're while they're going up i'm just when they're eating when i start to actually feed them i'll do these little tests i'll do i'll smack my hand on the table i'll put coins in a you know in a jar stuff of that sort just things that kind of that benefits them in the long run mm-hmm. but to kind of test out which one's going to react from the get-go from the very beginning which one behaves what way and then from there i kind of just keep my eye on you know on whichever one reacts the best where whichever one right i should say doesn't react to it um and as far as structure i i'm not looking for shorter muzzles i'm i'm good where their muzzles are at really any shorter than my main female is already too short for me because even her she significantly has, uh, you know, a harder time doing the same amount of work that the other guys do. Right. They'll, you know, they, I, 
I um, I rode them a lot. So I always get weird looks and I always get people stopping like, hey, are, why are you leaving your dog? Like, I'm not leaving it. I'm exercising the dog. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's always hilarious. Or I'll get the I'll get the comment or the reason why it's running is because it thinks you're leaving it. And I'm like, OK, I'm going to prove to you. I'll stop the car and they go. They just run right past it and keep on doing what they're doing. I'm like, yep, I'm going to leave them. All right. <laughs> yep, that's that's their worry. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, they uh, as um, I, I kind of look for the leggy ones, too, to be honest. Yes. I don't um, my my main female, she's she's got a you know, she's got a little shorter legs than than uh, than the rest of them. And it also shows in the amount of work she has to do to cover the same amount of ground. Um, and the way she moves, it's not its not a bad movement, but you can definitely tell it's different as opposed to the longer-legged, um, you know, my longer-legged ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they're just, they're just little factors that show in the long run and even as they're going up... Um, but most of them so far out of mine, they, uh, they have, they're, they're pretty leggy and they're pretty proportioned. Mm-hmm. So they're not, that, that hasn't been an issue to where one of them is, I guess, as short as their mom. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, cause their dad really adds that height. He's 29 inches at the shoulders. Okay. So he, he's a, he's a tall guy. Especially uh, for Roddy, I guess usually they're. I, I believe the standard stops him at twenty eight. Okay. For the for the males, I I could be wrong, but I think that's. Uh, I know there's a height requirement per AKC or per you know per registries, and right. he's out of it. <laughs> but yeah, as tall as he is, he doesn't even weigh a lot. He's. Actually, recently I just weighed him. He's, I think, eighty-three pounds. Wow! And he, yeah, he's the most, uh, the most fit he's ever been. I guess the most uh, lean. And it just, I've kind of been, you know, conditioning him a little bit more than I usually do. And he free, he free feeds, honestly. Um, he doesn't overeat. I don't, I don't have to watch his his diet too much which is pretty good to say definitely a confident pup first and foremost and just as long as as long as there's no uh i mean i can't really say no physical like laws i mean they haven't really the pups so far haven't come out you know all wonky or anything like that um Anything to make me really be like, no, this dog is definitely not, you know, this is not a, this dog is not an option. I mean, I luckily I haven't had to, you know, see that in one of my pups. Well, I'll put it this way. My heaviest one is also my shortest one. Okay. And that's, uh, she's, she's definitely more on the stocky side. And she recently, I believe she was in the high nineties, but most of the time, especially when she's, uh, she's about to have pups. She's around 120. Okay. Yeah, so for a female, that's, I mean, that's already pretty heavy. But, yeah, she's definitely a little bit up there too much for um, for what I would want. Mm-hmm. Because uh, my, well, my male, that's right now down to 80 or 83. 
usually he's in the you know mid 90s low hundreds but for his height and you know his size in general i'm pretty okay with that but as long as they're well my uh, his son my he's he's a year old and he's at 73 pounds right now okay yeah so he's and he i believe he's 27 inches at the shoulders so he's his size is pretty good to be honest it's real manageable kind of kind of malinois like in all honesty Mm -hmm. i can you know i could pick him up he can jump he can he's fast he's speedy he and he still has that little size to him so it gives him that advantage when he's you know when he's on a bite stuff of that sort um i'd say I don't. I don't think I want. I don't think I want him to go past the ninety, past the hundred, if that. Right. Yeah. I just. I've. I've seen. I've seen just too many dogs. Just. I've seen them ruin. Let's see. They're ruining even little dogs. Um, you know, they're ruining. What uh, the Frenchies? They're short backs. That's the thing now. Yeah. The shorter the back, the the more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I've recently I've been seeing a lot of the neo mastiffs. Yeah. <laughs> the the uh, the towel, the couple of towel, basically. Right. You know, they just it's just I've, I've seen too much of that, and now they're starting with a breed that, you know, it's my personal favorite. It's one of my personal favorites, and they're just starting with this one, and they're starting to try and make it this way. And no, I just I don't know. I have to at least try to avoid that, or to have them be, you know, have a a more capable Roddy. You know, I kind of I kind of take the uh, the example of you know when they first when they were first out there in Germany, or you know, just in Europe in general. I I take those pictures and I, you know, I compare, compare to my dogs nowadays and, you know, it's, it's pretty damn close and I, I want more of that, you know, I don't want, I want to see less of what there is now and more of back then because, you know, back then they actually, they were able to actually go around and, and, you know, they were drover dogs first and foremost, you know, they were in the, they were in the war at some point. You know, they did their they did their part. They were hefty enough to you know, to uh to pull carts with them. But yet they could actually defend the shit out of whatever they were defending too. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just that's something that you know, that I don't see any of the dogs nowadays really doing that, especially in the Rottweilers. So it's it's kinda disappointing mm-hmm. <laughs> really. And, uh, I don't know, they were, they were, yeah, I guess I really just take the example of, um, back, you know, back in early 1900s, you know, and that's, that's, that's pretty much the example I take for my dogs, um, for my standards or expectations. Um, they were, they were mainly lean. They weren't too, you know, you didn't see any excessive anything on those dogs. They were just real functional. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe, 
it might be a little meh, not meh, it might not be accurate, but I'm pretty sure it's the it's real hard to come about um more than what there is when like you know we go in depth to the you know to the history but i mean it's it's the basic history they uh they originally uh, originated in a and what was is a town called rotway or rotwale mm-hmm. and that's you know that's where they got their name from and it's believed that they they actually were a crossbreed between the Ro- the was it the Roman drover dogs or like the ma- they were a massive type of dog, mm-hmm. and then they it's believed that they bred to Bernese Mountain Dogs and Greater Swiss Mountain Dogs. Okay, and that's what that's what was around there supposedly, and um, that's I guess technically where they where they get their color from and why you see the you know some of them have the white on their chest, mm-hmm. you know and. It's just, uh, if you actually go and you look at some of the greater Swiss mountain dogs, it's, uh, and if you were, well, if you get the chance, compare, compare a lean, you know, a lean functional Roddy to a greater Swiss mountain dog. And it's, you know, it's the same, uh, the same basic structure. Mm -hmm. So I get, it makes a lot of sense. And it makes sense, uh, you know, if they added massive to that, it would add to the, you know, the stockiness of what we saw back in the days. Um, you know, it definitely added that, uh, that civil aggression as well, I believe. Because mm-hmm. Mastiffs, you know, Mastiffs back then, they were, they were real man stoppers. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's, uh, that's kind of the history on those, but mm-hmm. dude, around that, you really can't find a whole lot. And I, I have tried. Right. But it always, it always just falls back to that. You know, they were, they were, uh, they were herders. You know, they drove cattle, and then they, you know, later on in the industrial age, they became, you know, they were the butcher's dog. Mm-hmm. They pulled carts, and then I guess they used to tie them, they used to tie their money bags to their necks because no one, no one was going to go near those dogs. <laughs> yeah. So. So and then. So you do that nowadays, and that they're taking the dog and the money. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing my. Uh, I'm training my youngest pup, uh, my keeper female. She's. Uh, I'm doing what I guess you know, taking her out, socializing her, doing stuff of that sort. Mm-hmm. But I'm not actually allowing her to be pet. I don't want her to expect anything from people. I don't. You know, none of that. I'd, I'd rather her be you know, ignore someone and just go about her business and just be, you know, her one handler, her one person who gives her food, attention, stuff of that sort, and uh, nobody else. And I uh, I took her out to, to dinner, and it was uh, with, with a group of friends and stuff, and they were, they actually got mad. They got mad that they could not pet her. I was like, I'm not going to let you pet her you know whatever you do and I was like I'm this is what I do this is how she's being trained either you deal with it or you help me train her how I'm training her and you just sit there and enjoy your meal <laughs> you know like you can't you can't be mad at me for something that you don't agree with right. and that's just like and they're all you know they're all around my age and it's uh it just showed me basically how uncommon it is mm-hmm 
for someone to actually have working dogs in in general. Yeah. You know, and it's just a little disappointing, but a little bit of an eye opener at the same time to actually want to make it more common. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially definitely. with the fact, you know, especially with the fact that you can't, you know, nowadays there's not really a whole need for you know for your regular person there's not always a need for a working dog but i mean unless granted you live in like you know like a not so friendly area and you know you need a good guard dog or a dog that's actually going to do something when people break into your house you know and i think i think living where i live i lucked out and saw a lot of that a lot of people with dogs like that Mm -hmm. when i was growing up Mm -hmm. you know they (laughs) the need was there for a dog to be able to do its job and uh, it definitely showed I I definitely almost got bit as a kid a lot of times walking my own neighborhood and uh, and then nowadays I walk in my neighborhood and it's I, there's a dog literally across the street from me that'll just she'll chase the hell out of people on bikes wow. chases the hell out of me she's a, she's a beautiful black German shepherd all black Ooh. She clear. She she will stand on a wooden fence just like a cat. That's how agile she is. That's how functional she is. But she, oh man, that total cur right. does nothing. We'll just go up to people, barking, 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 circle them, kind of think she's hurting them, and the second that they yell at her, or they do some kind of wonky movement, she just bolts back to her house. Huh. Yeah, she so all she does, all she's good for is scaring the shit out of people. Right. <laughs> and that, and that's it. But when it comes down to it, then now she's just tail tucked in her legs and she takes off. Yeah. And uh, it's, I, <laughs> that dog's afraid of me. <laughs> yeah. I'll put it that way. I, I've never done anything to her, but she, the second I see her start, if I, if uh. If I'm out in my front yard and I see her start to leave her house, because she'll wander the neighborhood. It's, you know, granted, it's just a few blocks, but she'll wander like it's, you know, like it's her whole house. <laughs> and the se- the second I you see, yeah, it's one of those dogs, top it off. <laughs> and uh, the second I see her start to leave the house, I, I just got to do the ch- and just, I'll point it, I'll, I'll snap my finger, she... Guys, she has good hearing because she hears it right away, and she just bolts back to her house. <laughs> if I see people out there that you know that she's barking at them and they can't, and you know they're more afraid of her than she is of them, I'll same thing. I'll call her off like, "Get, get your ass out!" And there she goes. <laughs> awesome. What kind of diet do you like to feed your dogs? Um, honestly, I if um. If I don't have the extra mouth to feed, whenever I don't have the extra mouth to feed, um, I pretty much try to feed them mainly raw as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And then if not, you know, I'll do I'll do a mixture, you know, a little bit of kibble and mainly raw again. But um, yeah, I'll definitely try to stick to raw. It's definitely beneficial. You know, it's a it's a uh, it's natural, I guess you could say. If we could eat it, then damn sure the dog can eat it, you know. And it's not, 
it's just, I don't know. I, I feel like it's more, you definitely see the difference. They, uh, they definitely, it definitely shows in their coats, just, you know, in the long run, their overall health, their teeth, even if you give them, you know, uh, bones with their meat, it actually, it's a natural teeth cleaner, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely try to feed them raw as much as possible. All right. There's a backyard. Mm-hmm. There's a kennel. And then, you know, I have my inside kennels because uh, I actually have to keep my two males separated. Um, but um, they basically free roam the backyard. The, you know, the ones that can be around each other and I'll kind of um, switch off with the males. Mm-hmm. I'll, uh, I'll have um, either kenneled out back or inside the house. You know, it just kind of depends on how long I'm going to be gone. But um, I'll, I'll kind of transition between the two males. I'll, you know, one day one gets kenneled for the day until I'm here, and then he gets out front or out back, and I'll kind of just switch them off. But I pretty much kind of let them do their job and kind of expect them to watch the house for me when I'm gone because how good is a kennel dog, you know? <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, that's like it, it just – it's like that or sometimes i'll i'll just kind of have one inside with me for the night and just i'll just transition kind of like that but yeah yeah, they kind of get their their free range i don't have to separate all of them luckily i'm not luckily i don't yeah you know have those kind of dogs that you have to have them tied out and separately (laughs) right yeah most definitely like I give, I give props to people who actually breed the true, you know, true game dogs because that's that's definitely a lot of upkeep, keeping them separate, and you know, making sure their chains are good, their house is good, their area is clean, all that stuff. And it's just, I, that's it's just a lot of upkeep. I give them props. Yeah, no doubt. I, I would, I and then on top of that, the barking. Yeah. <laughs> Because you know that is a for sure. I, if your dog is game, that is definitely going to be a thing, and <laughs> yeah. that's another thing. Right. So, where do you think your your passion came from? Do you have any mentors, or it, it was it from your mom just bringing dogs and it kind of fascinated you? Or honestly, I I really have no idea. It's just more of a I, I, I don't know, I've had, as a kid, I've liked the hell out of dogs. Mm-hmm. I guess that first, that first Roddy did make an impression on me, I suppose. I was, I think I might have been seven or eight when I had that dog, and it just, it was just, I don't know, that dog, he was real, like, you know, that I could walk by myself at that age in a not-so-friendly neighborhood and, you know, with strict parents and so that sort of they would allow me to walk with that dog. And little kid, big old Roddy. No one would come near me. And on, on top of that, that dog was, it, I, I'm not kidding on this one, that dog was extremely civil aggressive. They, this is back when we had no, I had no idea what training was for cop dogs. You know, I called the, when I grew up calling them cop dogs all the time, all the time. It was just, Never knew they were canines, never knew, you know, they were, I always knew they were German Shepherds. I would always have a, 
actually, I remember as a kid, I actually had um, the little the little figures, the little dog figures, the little dog toys. Yeah. It was a Roddy, a wolf, and a German Shepherd. <laughs> those are my those are my three favorite. And oh, you know what? And actually, there was a pit bull in there, and they were they were the ones that were lunging. So the Roddy and the people would, you know, they were lunging and like mouth wide open, and that those are my favorite. <laughs> That's awesome. So I get, I, I don't know. I guess I've always just had, you know, like had like I don't know. I've always had a thing for a dog that was, you know, you you're scared of it basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you're not its owner, you you know you got a reason to be scared of it, but. Yeah, that's. I'm I, I can't say it came from my parents, but it came from somewhere. Right. <laughs> I used to watch a lot of the dog movies back in the days. Like, uh, who was it? There's a, a lot of the sled dog movies, actually. Right. Um, you know, I like you know, I just I don't know, I just always liked a dog that was capable of doing something. Even even as a kid, I just liked the fact that. You know, oh hey, I can actually do more than just kind of hang out. Like, that's cool. And then just later on, I just started learning more and more. And I would watch, I, I would watch the shit out of, uh, you know, um, canines just taking someone down, and they just kind of the idea really got embedded once I got a body of, you know, bringing this back and looking into it more and more, and you know, they were used for this and. It just, I don't know, like, I, I'd like to see more, more Roddies back in, you know, with these jobs, how they used to have. And that's just kind of the idea I have now and that I'm pretty much set on. Pretty much like a sponge. I'm still, I'm so new to this. I'm, you know, maybe a few years in and I'm still nowhere, nowhere near knowing as much as I, you know, as I want. And uh, pretty much every day you learn something new with dogs mm-hmm. they're either either it does something different or you do something different as far as you know let's just say um prey drive building or it just pretty much just little things in general that eventually add up to the big picture it's just pretty much every day is something else something else um and even that there's there's a couple people out there that have definitely given me pointers. There's a there's a fellow that has a really good Rottweiler as well. Um, his name's uh, Danny Chalmers. I'm pretty sure I'm not pronouncing that right, but he's out of he's on the UK, I believe. Somewhere, mm-hmm. somewhere, or just Europe. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go and go and say that. But, uh, yeah, he definitely has a really solid, solid dog, and he actually got a hold of a really good female as well, and he bred them and has a pup that's, I think, a month or two older than my keeper at the moment, and, and uh, he's given me a lot of pointers, and and uh, and the girls that are down in SoCal, he's given us a lot of pointers on uh, on a thing or two, and that's eventually who I'll be outbreeding from here a good female to that male uh that was actually supposed to happen this last breeding but the whole overseas thing and ai and all that stuff it kind of got a little kind of got a little complicated needed more planning behind it so yeah that's uh but that's definitely um a male that's 
true to the Roddy name. He's super functional body, super, uh, he actually, they, they do, uh, security and I believe he's titled. I'm not too sure, but I, you know, it's, I'm not too sure if he's even registered as well, but it's just, it's a Roddy that's true to what the Roddy's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, there's just, there's a lot of people that have helped me, you know, give me pointers, especially through, because of social media, honestly, and that's the advantage as well that we have nowadays. I don't, uh, I don't think I've, I have anyone near me that has given me you know, advice. Everyone's either hours away or states away or whole country. <laughs> right. You know, it's 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 all these other people that are really just focused on helping these other people that you know they want the working dog. They're appreciative of the working dog, and that's just pretty much what brings people together nowadays. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Do you go through any registry, or you just don't worry about it? Um, I really don't worry about it, honestly. Um, I was thinking about just doing, you know, your basic CKC, and just just to have an actual paperwork record of, you know, of the dogs as you know as the lines go on further down the road. Mm-hmm. So that way, it's a little more backed up, I guess, on paper. Mm-hmm. You know, and that way you see what goes where, you know, later on down the line. But that's a, it's not really, it's not really a priority. Mm -hmm. My, uh, my original pair actually, one parent was registered, one wasn't for both of them. So, you know, I'm not really, even, even when I was getting them, I wasn't really concerned for it. The pup looked good to me. The parents looked good to me. The dog was pretty solid. That was good enough for me. <laughs> right. And it turns out it was a good choice, too, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let the, the good Roddies out there, they don't let them do what they're supposed to do. Right. That's that's what I believe as well, too. A lot of them have gone into the wrong hands that did the wrong thing with them. What would you say your uh, favorite breeds are besides the Rottweiler? Oof. Um... Uh, it's definitely a tough one. I'd have to say one of the... Oof. Honestly, I've never owned one, but I am looking to own one in the near future. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lurcher type or an Irish wolfhound. Okay. Even even a mutt that made it to look like an Irish wolfhound. Okay. And for some, for some reason, has always been one of the favorites, the Irish wolfhound. And it's just uh, because up until recently, I, you know, no, no one in my family has ever really hunted, done anything of that sort. And uh, and again, my first Roddy, he actually he ended up being a throat dog on coyotes. I found out because <laughs> wow. where I where I take them, you know, I'll take them out, you know, river. Um, it, I actually have access to basically you know, like a, a little river and there's always life around that. And it's, uh, less than five minutes from me, even though I'm basically dead in the city, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I pretty much, I found that out. 
um, <laughs> when he was, shit, how old was he? He was, he was a year and, he was a year and, you know, a few months. And, and just, just seeing that. And then I, <laughs> and then looking into it in videos as well. Later on, I saw, you know, how people do it and how dogs range out. And, you know, I started looking more and more into it. And, um, and then it kind of, I was like, all right, let me, well, let me see what my guys can do. And it turns out they can do that too. (laughs) They're not the best. They didn't get, you know, I didn't, I didn't get to teach them. I still don't know how to teach them fully, how to actually, you know, how to actually, uh, track something or, you know, that's something that I'm new to teaching them how to track or, um, you know, follow an odor or stuff of that sort. But, um. But they definitely, they definitely have that desire to want to do that, to want to search and for being a breed that, you know, they've basically taken that completely out of the dog at this point. So that's something that they really, they kind of, I was, I was a little impressed by them and pretty glad I made the investment in getting them in the first place. They're, uh. I was not expecting them to want to hunt things. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, that I really want to get. Um, I really want to get them on some, you know, on some hogs. But that's being living where I live and not knowing a whole lot of people. That's been making it really hard for me to get them on one. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, I have a. I have a pretty high expectation for him when they do finally get to see one I have no doubt that he'll be a pretty good dog on the one cause uh, <laughs> he, that dog doesn't let go when he has something <laughs> no, that's awesome. yeah so I don't know you might be a good catch dog you might not be a <laughs> it's just like one way to find that one out but yeah. you know that's uh, yeah. that's something that I've so far, I've only heard of two, <laughs> right. two Ronnies that do that. But you know, that's that's something else in its own that I, you know, I'd like to see more of too. Just, just a dog that's versatile. You know, just. Mm-hmm. If you were gonna cross one of one of your Rottweilers, what would you want to cross it with? Honestly, I've given that thought here and there, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know, man. It's it's a uh, Mm. there's really if anything mm-hmm. um, it really depends on what I would be wanting out of the dog more what I would want to you know what uh, what I'd want to enhance I guess mm-hmm. it, either whether it be um, a more civil aggressive dog or you know a more you know a more uh a dog that's going to use its nose more for, let's say, hunting or something of that sort, or if I want a for-sure catch dog or just a dog fast enough to, you know, to catch squirrels or stuff of that sort, because right now they can only catch feral cats. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, they, um, but, um, it, it really depends on what, you know, on which one I'd be going for. If I was going for a more civil, aggressive dog, I, I, that's, I honestly think I'd have to go for 
probably what's what's the new one nowadays? The band dog. Okay. That's a that's a, a completely in, entire cross in its own. That you know people are just focused on mainly mainly more you know more civil aggressive that I've seen more calmly. That's what you know. That's what they're trying to breed into it. And they're usually big dogs. They're usually around the size that my you know that my guys are. And uh, you know similar structure. Usually they come out looking like a you know like functional king corsos. Mm-hmm. Usually, you know they obviously depending on who you're going to stuff like that. They're gonna look different. You know they're gonna have their own breeds in them and stuff of that sort. But yeah, if it's for like a more man aggressive dog, I definitely have to go for a you know a specific breeds that have gone into a certain band dog and there's there's a few breeders out there that have that have uh what i would breed to actually and there's one specific that i would breed to and that's because the dogs happen to almost look like a rottweiler but just all black so that's definitely it'd be a lot easier to i guess um bring it back into looking like a rotty again you know your typical black and tan Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but if it was more of a, you know, a more gamey, more catch dog kind of deal, I've, you know, I've kind of toyed around with the idea of maybe even a dog Argentino mm-hmm. just because they're, that's, you know, that's their thing. That's, and there's actually a few people here in California that I've, I, that I know of that actually have dogos and they actually go out and do what they were meant to do mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that would be an option for that um and i guess if it were more of a speedy kind of cross i'd probably do a lurcher i wouldn't do just greyhound i'd definitely do a lurcher yeah and definitely something something for sure speedy but even then i feel like they'd still be too slow for some for a small game at least their uh that Roddy would be too strong in them and they just have you know, I I, I just feel like that like that wouldn't work out in my favor as well as I think it would. So that's um I don't think that's that really be something I would go for. Now that I think about it, but yeah, there's just a you know, there's I I believe outcrossing is definitely a good thing. Um but uh, it's you know you got to do it right. You can't have your you can't you can't out uh, out cross or out do you know do a breeding where you're basically or like nowadays you have your uh, corgi husky <laughs> or your pomeranian husky that there's no way in hell that that would happen you know naturally yeah. <laughs> there or you have your uh, your your doodles. That's, it's like, they, there's these breeds that are, they just, it's pointless to do them. It's just, it, it's just ridiculous. And then you have, uh, for example, there's a couple people out there with bull terriers that, you know, they're trying to bring it back from the lamb head and they're trying to actually add, you know, they're actually trying to add the head how it used to be, yeah. you know, not that exaggerated shape and not. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen them, I've seen a lot of crosses out there recently that they look really good. They're definitely getting far with them, thankfully. 
I don't know. It's just awesome to see all kinds of people being, you know, bringing back breeds to what they're supposed to do or keeping up with it, you know, like even, even hounds, like if there's just, mm-hmm. you know, typically around here, I see a hound and I'm right away. I'm like, all right, what do you do with it? And they're like, oh, it's a pet. I'm just like, mm-hmm. really? <laughs> all those years of breeding and selective breeding and, you know, get just getting the best traits out of the dogs for it to sit on the couch. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. What's your uh, thought on Doc Tales with the Rottweiler? On that one, I have yet to own, well, actually, when I was a kid, the first Roddy had a tail, but um, I that actually that's something that I'm going to start doing is leaving the tails. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was mainly... I, I just grew up with that idea. I've always seen it. It's the thing to do. You know, it's... There was really no... Uh, it was more like a... Sort of like a lack of knowledge and just kind of staying in that headspace, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, I wouldn't mess... Uh, I know it affects your balance, stuff of that sort, but I feel like they adapt. You know, they adapt growing up without it. You know, they adapt to what they have and they balance with what they have. Um, I mean, my, you know, my guys are pretty well-rounded on that aspect. They don't, you know, they're pretty agile. I actually have a few videos of them, um, you know, making some really, basically a gainer (laughs) and landing it perfectly. It's, it's like, all right. (laughs) And, uh. I don't know, I kind of want to see the difference firsthand of those that have the tails and those that don't. So that's, you know, that's something that I'm going to start doing is leaving the tails on them. But, I, you know, to each your own in that aspect, you know, it. but it really depends on what you're going to do the, you know, use the dog for, I, I would say as well. But, you know, it's more, it's definitely more of an aesthetic thing. There's no benefits to a dog tail, really. Right. I mean, unless it's, I mean, if anything, if the dog's like just hunting or something that the tail is, if it gets, you know, if it gets ripped off or in some other type of deal, then, you know, the dog's going to bleed to death or something like that. Um, but, I mean, how many people are really using the dogs for that nowadays? So, mm-hmm. it's really more of an aesthetic thing on the Roddies specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was the original, original reason? Was it because they were hardcore working dogs? They didn't want to have to deal with broken tails and all that? You know, I, I believe I've read that. I read that part and the part that they may have started doing it more along the lines of when they started using them for cart pulling mainly. Okay. The, you know, tail kind of just there. There's really no actual documentation that I've come across Uh that actually says why, like the actual purpose of it. We kind of just, you know, we assume this or we assume that because that's something that 
for some reason, the Roddies, there's not that much different documentation. It kind of just always boils down to the same history, the same origin, mm -hmm. and pretty much just worded differently, but it's always the same. So. All right, well, thanks for your time and uh, great talking to you. Oh, yeah, no problem. No problem. Good talking. All right, man. Talk to you later. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. You have a good one. You too. All right.